Welcome to Disability Fish, the UML Perspective. This is our second episode, and we're so excited to be here with all of you today. I am a co-host, Mel Diaz, Assistant Director of Disability Services, and I'm going to hand it over to my co-host. Hey, everybody. I'm Jody Rachens. I'm the new Director of Disability Services here at UML. And Janelle and I are uh, working through this podcast because one major initiative for our office as I've come in is that we really want to use our collective skills to reach the community beyond just accommodations and accommodation letters. Um, so by openly and actively discussing ways in which we can support our fellow disability community members, whether it's within the university, our outside networks, even in our everyday lives, it's just important and impactful to make a major effort to reduce stigma and shame around disability. Um, we really want to flip the script to highlight the really the uncountable strengths that can show through various disabilities. Among the various initiatives that we plan to put out over the next few years, this monthly podcast is just one little sliver of the way that we hope to uh, provide representation and discussion around various interesting topics on disability. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So if we can actually just have each of you um, in a moment, I'm going to have you state your name, your role at the university, and then your relationship with the word disability. However, before we get into that, we just want to say this is just a discussion conversation. This is just, you know, our opinions and perspectives. There's no really kind of wrong or right answer. Um, so yeah, so if we can have you start again with your name, your role at the university, and then your relationship with the word disability. That sure, I'll, like I'll, I'll go first, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I beat you to it. Uh, uh, so uh, my name is Vanessa Thomas. I am a student at UMass Lowell. I major in biomedical engineering. And my role in terms of uh, disability relation stuff is uh, I'm president of the Enable Lowell uh, Club. And if you want, do you want to give a little plug about the club? Oh, sure. Uh, in case, yeah, anyone isn't familiar, uh, it's a student-run volunteer organization. We design and 3D print assistive devices for those in need, specifically for those with upper limb deficiencies. Um, we work with various people. We, we, we've been expanding from just from kids to pretty much anyone in our community. So, yeah, that's the quick little spiel for Enable. <laughs> awesome. Hopefully we'll get into it a little bit more later on. Awesome. Uh, my name's Holly Lalos. I'm the director of the Risk Difference Maker Institute at UMass Lowell. Um, I would say my relationship with the word disability is really through the Difference Maker program and all of the different teams that I've had the pleasure of working with, um, especially those who have focused on um, those with disabilities, such as Team Enable, uh, and Team Enable and Vanessa, they're just one of many teams that have gone through the program and have really had a positive impact um, on people's lives. Thank you. Um, so we can kind of just 
start with, in general, what would you say is a change agent and what is it to you? And anyone can answer, go first. I can start this one first. So um, to me, I think a change agent is really someone who focuses on helping others, improving their lives, for example, um, improving the world, having some type of positive social impact and really making a positive change, which is what Difference Maker is actually um, all about. So basically being an agent of change for the better. So through Difference Maker and through teams like Team Enable, we actually really promote being that change agent and solving problems that students are really passionate about um, and problems that will really make the world a better place. Yeah, uh, we have a huge thanks to Difference Maker, to be honest, because that's how we started. So uh, <laughs> we're very thankful for that. Um, so in terms of for Enable, a change agent is for us, our main initiative is to just improve a, a daily task or uh, activity that someone really kind of has some struggles with in their time. Uh, just for like a quick example, we make uh, bike devices so that kids can ride a bike and not necessarily use the training wheels as we're, you know, so that they can balance. And so that's just one way that we help improve their life. And I believe a change agent really is an agent for positive improvements and people in need. Yeah, that's great. I wanna talk a little bit about a quote that I found that really stuck out to me um, as I was just sort of Initially, when we came up with this topic, I just sort of wanted to research the word change agent and sort of make sure that my understanding of what I think we would be talking about regarding a change agent sort of matches with um, what, what others feel. Um, and there's this cool quote from NIH, the National Institute of Health, um, and they interviewed some change agents and somebody said, Change agents are cultivators who plant seeds in our lives. Their presence nurtures and molds us every day, giving shape to the environment in which we work. They are fueled by their own passion to contribute and thus incite passion in others. They are risk takers and the visionaries who see possibilities when others see obstacles. And for me, I felt like that was a really, really neat um, kind of way to kind of talk about the inspirational angle of change agent. Um, and I feel that that's a really empowering statement. Um, so in thinking about that, um, and, you know, are, are there specific areas in our culture um, and our society that, um, you know, media, politics, just general cultural that just impact change that you can think of? It's a really vague question, I know. So anything that comes to mind. I apologize, my Zoom totally glitched on me. Oh no! <laughs> so, would you mind you repeating the last part of that question? You got it. So I was just wondering sort of if you can think of off the top of your head, um, sort of specific areas, whether it's culture or media or politics that really impact change in general. Hmm. I mean, I think those, I think culturally and community wise, I think 
that's like the major factor for change. And then the whole politics and policy type stuff is really kind of uh, icing on the cake, if you will. Like it's uh, something that can aid if there's any barriers in the way, if that makes sense. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know if um, this is exactly what you're going for, but I do know it's sort of open discussion. I think mm -hmm. that with like culture, media, politics, anything like that, that impacts change. I really think being inclusive um, and showcasing diversity of all people in all groups. Um, I'm a really big advocate for, you know, people are empowered um, by seeing people who are like them. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, even as like a woman leader, having a woman chancellor of UMass Lowell. So I think it's very important for all of those different pieces um, of society to really encompass um, just being inclusive. I think that's a great point. And I think that that is sort of where ideas probably stem from and spark um, as the eyes are open to be inclusive and to be inclusive in lots of places. And then we can understand where discrepancies happen or whether there's some barriers and so forth. And so that's where sort of ideas for change can, can kind of come about with eyes wide open, right? I think the media too is definitely a big um, influencer in providing people the opportunity to kind of see areas that are in higher need. Um, I think constantly, you know, um, we are informed of um, a social need and then you'll see people come together and be able to support and advocate for that need based off of, I think, media. And I like what you said, Vanessa, sort of about political sort of being the what actually sort of drives stuff forward. So kind of legislature and so forth like that, because a lot of what I what I when I researched change agent, a lot of it was really political and was, you know, the thing was, is like, you've got to start writing to your senators and you've got to start, you know, um, going through and, you know, marching down the streets and, you know, and, and that's the way that you make change is by being really kind of loud and going after the legislature. But, you know, I, I think one of the reasons why we invited you all here today is that, you know, I want to hear a little bit about what a kind of a low key change agent kind of seems like and feels like and sort of what um, what kind of impact that can have you're not shouting off the rooftops about your your cause but you're you're making a daily impact um, on people's lives. Um, yeah so i'll say that I think um, individuals really have. Um, sort of the power, I guess, to make change. I don't think it necessarily has to be this big political um, or policy-like um, thing. I think that everyone is really capable of change. I think that when like-minded people can actually band together, create relationships, um, I feel as though they can really move forward to make a change, whether or not um, you know policy or politics or anything like that is really involved. Um, and I always sort of think back to the ripple effect of you kind of talk to someone or plant some type of idea, 
they move forward with it, you know, someone else moves forward with it, and then it becomes something larger um, in scale. Um, so I guess those are my thoughts there. Yeah, and just to expand on that, uh, like at Enable, what we do is we form little teams and we, we tell, tell our teams, go attack a problem that you want to go solve and or even just make a little change to it that might make it uh, improved in the long run. And so uh, that's a really good point because little groups like that can really overall make a big change over time as more people hear about them and maybe even are inspired by them to do similar things. Like uh, I know that Enable Lowell was inspired by the national uh, organization Enable. And so we're <laughs> just a chapter. And so uh, we were inspired by Enable. And then the most exciting thing that recently happened to us is that we inspired a local high school called Pembroke High School to begin their Enable chapter in their own high school. And so while they can't nice. technically be part of the organization, uh, they're still making it an effort to be a club and a volunteer, uh, their time to it. So I think, you know, even if you start small, it can eventually get really big. So yeah, that just ripple effect Holly's is, point. Yeah, that's really cool. The ripple effect that Holly was saying is, is really present right there for you. I was actually going to mention how um, Enable Lowell, I believe they won funding back in 2016 from Difference Maker. And like Vanessa mentioned, they were really inspired by the national organization of Enable. And when they were looking at that national organization, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of recipients that, you know, needed hands made. And there weren't enough people or chapters to really help. And that really inspired you know, the Lowell chapter that's now a club at UMass Lowell. Um, so yeah, I think that ripple component um, is really interesting. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I guess to make it kind of short, I think it really begins in the community, whether it's kind of smaller, or large community, and then if enough people kind of work together to a tackle a particular problem, then they can finally bring it up to maybe if there are political barriers, policy barriers, then they can bring it up and have this evidence and stuff saying, hey, we got people interested in making a change in this X and Y issue, and uh, this is how you can help, Senator, you know? <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's my take on it. Awesome. <laughs> We're kind of touching upon the fact of the ripple effect and having a greater impact, but what other kinds of impacts um, can you talk about that a change agent can have on culture and society? So um, just to clarify the change agent, do you mean like for how Enable does it or just in general? However, you want to approach the question. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, honestly, a change agent just has to have this passion and drive to do something, whether it is, uh, 
you know, through making a club, through forming groups, or honestly, like Holly said, it can start individually. A change agent doesn't necessarily have to follow a specific pathway. It can be in any way that feels most comfortable to them. For some people, that's expressing their uh, problem through art, you know, through, uh, you see comics all the time, like, hey, this is an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's over-exaggerated sometimes, but then, you know, it's to make a point, you know, and the, that's their way of making change. And it can be visual, it can be group, it can, honestly, I think as any creative outlet is an outlet for change. I love that. Love that perspective. Yeah, that's Never a great point. I'm thinking about it too, just in terms of, you know, things that go on in our society and whether it's a photo from, you know, and, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of photos from Ukraine that are like really leaving an impact on, you know, otherwise we might be kind of in the dark about what's really happening, but seeing photos, um, you know, make people inspired to figure out what they can do to help and to participate. And so whether it's photos or, you know, comics or, um, you know, news segments or things like that, that, that brings a rises awareness and, and brings that mm-hmm. up for people. Um, and something else you said, Vanessa, that was really interesting. It was kind of, it starts with that, with a passion and, um, you know, I think we can talk about this in a little bit, but I'm sort of curious, like where passion stems from, like, does it stem from something personal? Does it stem from, general interest like um but we can talk about that in a second if holly wanted to share something about um what we were talking about which was sort of the culture and society yep absolutely um so just sort of based on what vanessa was saying as well i think that the impact that a change agent can really have um would be raising awareness as well as education so even something just like this podcast i think it's great to have you just discussions, um, you know, to get these discussions out there to the broader community. I think that helps with both raising awareness and education. Um, So I would say that those, I guess, are sort of two key things that I would say um, change agents can really sort of have that impact on on culture as well as society. Awesome. Yeah, I'm curious where, so both, all four of us really participate in a level of passion for the work that we do and helping folks, um, however that looks. And, um, you know, I'm curious, this isn't even a question we were thinking of before, but sort of where this kind of passion stems from and kind of how we, we got there. So for me, passion is really about making a change and seeing sort of that end result. So I know a lot of my friends, you know, they work for big organizations, they kind of work on a project, but they never see the full thing through. Mm-hmm. And it's like very rewarding. And I think that's where my passion comes from. It's helping students define, define problems that they're actually passionate about solving, helping them mm-hmm. conduct research, you know, to make sure that that's sort of the real problem that should be solved. Um, and then developing some type of sustainable solution to that problem, um, such as enable lol, for example. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, I think it's really seeing it through, um, at least within my job, working with students, seeing that impact as far as actually helping people um, 
one of the, the first teams uh, since Enable Lowell um, is a club sort of student cycle in and out in Vanessa and I met probably about a week or two ago and we're talking about um, like the first sort of founding team members before they mm. um, graduated from the university and um, they developed 3D printed hands for kids in Cambodia, for example, and they had photos and they had videos. And even like Vanessa mentioned, they were able to develop, um, and Vanessa and her team as well, you know, things where kids are able to ride bikes and to play sports. So mm -hmm. seeing that Difference Maker was able to help, not only help, you know, UMass Lowell students with their project and their passion, but then seeing sort of that end result of really bettering the community and bettering people's lives. To me, that's where my passion really comes from for working at UMass Lowell and working with the Difference Maker program. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, an area we haven't really thought about that's kind of on here is that you kind of provide the role, the, the road for the change agents, right? So they've yes. got the car, but you provide the road and like the fuel and so that yep. they can kind of drive along it. So exactly. Um, yeah. So for, for me, uh, my passion for uh, Enable will stemmed from I've always wanted to help people in some fashion. Uh, since high school, I already knew I wanted to be a biomedical engineer and I already knew I wanted to do things with prosthetics or with uh, orthotics. And mm -hmm. I wanted I already had this like ingrained, this is what I'm gonna do one day. And so whenever I saw Enable at a, I believe it was a spring engagement fair. Um, it's been a little while now, but I saw them at uh, an engagement fair and I was like, wow, they help people in need like all the time. Mm. Uh, and they do it in a way that is creative and innovative. And honestly, it fit exactly the picture that I was looking for in order to begin my process of helping those in need. And so that's where my passion stemmed from. But it also, uh, to answer your question, I kind of like what passion is and almost how it originates is, uh, I think it's almost a two-part thing where one thing is you really wanna do something and you have this drive and you you don't have a name for it yet, but you wanna do it, right? And you wanna help people. And so for me, it's helping people. And then the other part of passion is that almost determination or goal, I guess, uh, to focus that passion or sorry focus that desire to help people and then it kind of forms this passion so um i hope that makes sense mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm just trying to <laughs> yeah definitely i would say my passion comes from it's a little bit more selfish it's from my lived experience right so because i identify as a person that has a disability um, so just recognizing my kind of everyday barriers and challenges and how I can support people like myself um, to support them to be able to have greater access in the area of education. I think um, it's, it's interesting what you said, Holly. I think for me, 
Um, my road was a little bit windy. Like my, my, my drive was always to help people, but to kind of figure out what that looked like. And originally I was sort of on the path to be a, a therapist. And I found that I was a little impatient with the therapy process, to be honest. And so, you know, and seeing change and it's bumpy. Um, and, and, and so, you know, I found myself, um, you know, really gravitating towards, uh, situations where there are barriers that really we we can intercept and and sort of work on through the barriers. In some ways, we can lift them. In some ways, we can begin to figure out how to lift them. We can be engaged in a process in an, in an interactive way with many people to open barriers so that people can have their their daily lives and. Similar to you, Holly, I think that that really fuels me in terms of being able to see change and not to say it isn't slow sometimes, not to say it isn't bumpy, but um, more often than not, you can you can see some of the, the final effects. And, um, you know, that's that's really helpful, I think, to continue going and, and, and kind of like know that almost any occasion where there's a, a problem that you can get involved in solving it and and kind of you know be be curious and be open-minded and help others learn how to be curious and open-minded yeah you know do you want to take us sort of back into the disability kind of components of the change agent thoughts yeah. that we're having yeah so do you believe there's a greater need for change in the areas that impact the lives of those identify as having a disability? Oh, definitely. Like, for sure. I, I feel like uh, there's so many uh, places where, or like on social media or even in person, I've seen people kind of express like, hey, there really should have been a wheelchair accessible place right here. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you even run into it, you know, in, a, in our community in, in Lowell and you're like, oh, that there really should have been a way to allow those who are needing the wheelchair wheelchair accessibility, you know, to have that. And so mm -hmm. uh, I say it all the time. And then uh, with Enable, especially, uh, the biggest thing is that the lack of accessibility or the lack of being able to do a specific task really discourages people and um we saw this you know sometimes in uh, the kids that we helped out they were really discouraged they wanted to give up uh on their passion or you know you know kids you, they have that current uh passion they're like oh I want to do this and I'm so mm -hmm. excited for it right mm -hmm. and so for uh, a lot of them it was actually I, I keep talking about the bike one but it's such a good example is mm -hmm. riding a bike uh, a lot of these kids felt so discouraged and they felt like they were babies because they couldn't take off the training wheels mm -hmm. and so honestly uh, we were able to give them an assistive device that would allow them to not use the training wheels and so it was a huge motivator to continue with their uh, you know, practicing riding their bike and being more independent. And so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I definitely see areas within Enable and also just in the community where uh, there needs to be more knowledge about accessibility. Mm -hmm. That's amazing, Vanessa. I just love hearing about all the things that Enable has done and <laughs> continues to do, just making such a great impact on, on children's lives. It's really awesome. Thank you. Um, we love to help. <laughs> yeah. 
so going off of what Vanessa said, I completely agree with everything. Um, and I would just probably add sort of going back to what I mentioned earlier about that diversity and inclusion. So I just think about, you know, when I watch TV shows, when I watch commercials, when you're watching the news, even within politics, mm -hmm. there's very low representation um, of people with disabilities. And I think, you know, having, you know, more people um, with disabilities would not only empower other people, but also help with sort of that raising of awareness and that education, which we were discussing earlier. So um, I was just thinking like, you know, on commercials, like there's some diversity, but mm -hmm. there's very low representation, if ever, um, of people with disabilities. So I would right. say that something, yeah, that really needs to change. And if they're there, they're sort of there for like a medicine commercial or something like exactly. that, right? Um, and so, yeah. And, yeah, and we, and we, uh, we talked about that a lot in our last episode because it is such a, like a fascinating topic in terms of where we're, where we're at with that. Um, and I think Vanessa, you, you just, you kind of talked about the bike, um, experience that you've had is really cool because what that does is those those kiddos really started to strip off their feelings of feeling stigmatized um and you know that's that's the most important thing I can think of um it, you sort of reminded me of when I first started in this field and I don't know it was 20 years ago um I was thinking about how um actually like the numbers of people who registered at disability offices at, in universities and were really pretty low um and that's because it, they just didn't have what was needed to be able to figure out that they really could access college and that it wasn't a capability to to enter college so even i mean so much as students who are blind or students who have hearing impairments or deafness or even students with like dyslexia which is like super run of the mill right now, but those students without an understanding of how to tackle education, you know, ADHD, I mean, we, we know now statistically ADHD, um, uh, you know, as a diagnosis, those, uh, those are some of the most creative minds and those are some of the brightest <laughs> people that can bring so much to our society. Um, and so they're, you know, change agents, and in politics, sort of like the Americans with Disabilities Act and other, you know, big movements like that um, helped that, but also just um, it took people that were willing to kind of put in the time and the legwork to realize that what do these folks need to be able to access what they rightfully deserve, um, mm -hmm. you know, and then seeing, you know, many, many people successfully graduate from college and move into careers um, where, you know, they can then, you know, have an impact on whatever it is they're talented at um, in a way that 20, 15 years ago, they just, they weren't even really college bound um, in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I think a, another good representation of those with disabilities was pretty recent. Uh, the Paralympics were so exciting to watch. Uh, mm. As a someone who works, you know, with the disability community, so I was like, yes, this is just another way to show these kids that you know they're one, they're not alone, and two, you there is a way to accommodate that disability so you can do what you want, and so. Uh, it's very exciting to see the changes that have been happening lately. And it's always, the Paralympics have been around for a long time, but airing them on national TV is just a mm -hmm. tiny little change that, you know, it's not probably not tiny, but but it's a, it's yeah. a little change that, you know, can make a really big impact and people can feel really 
excited about mm -hmm. what's available to them. Absolutely. So kind of going off that a little bit, how can we empower more allies and more people with disabilities to take action and make change? I would say that I think by advocating um, and working together, sort of what we talked about before too, um, as far as sort of that raising awareness, education, um, even like this podcast, for example, I think, you know, even the podcast, great way to educate, discuss, as well as hopefully empower um, some more change. So I would say through that sort of advocation and working together, um, hopefully can empower, you know, more people to take action and make more change, even like we were discussing the um, Paralympics and, you know, airing them on TV. That's, you know, a, a big change, but the impact that it has is even bigger. So I think kind of going in that direction um, will be really helpful to society in general. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. I think communication is so important uh, through advocation and just in general doing what you can. It, like you don't have to create this most massive organization and get hundreds of people behind you right off the bat in the first couple months. You, you don't have to start so big. You can start small. You can like, uh, which is actually kind of empowering just to think about like, oh my gosh, I don't have to like go all out crazy right now with this. Mm -hmm. uh, kudos to you if you can. But uh, <laughs> I think a lot of other people will see that if they start small and work their way bigger, that they will make these changes locally. And then they, uh, again, the ripple effect is, mm -hmm. is so important for this. It, it'll mm -hmm. expand to possibly nationally or would be even better if it's internationally and so mm -hmm. uh communication is most important because if you you could try to do this as an individual but in a way oh. it's almost like hiding your idea sometimes if you're uh expecting it to be solely rested on your back like all the, those responsibilities so it's really good to network and communicate so that things can, I guess, work faster for you in the long run. I love that idea. I think sometimes people can become overwhelmed with this idea that they have to have a very large impact. And I think right. to your point, Vanessa, like it can just be something small, right? Um, so I definitely can agree with that statement um, that it could just be a small change and it could have a big impact and you may not even know that it has a big impact. Mm -hmm. exactly. And if you help one person, you've helped one person. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always the goal, especially in Enable, is help one person. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you think about it and you're like, grand scheme of things, you're like, ah, oh, that, that's not a lot. But really, you, you just made a severe impact on that one person's life that now they will be able to also make an impact and spread, you know, I guess good stuff for more around, you know. <laughs> and <Good> so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it can look small, but it's really not small at all. Yeah. 
we've sort of authentically like kind of worked through a whole bunch of ideas that Janelle and I had about this podcast. So to, to, I hope that anybody who might be listening, we're still learning who our audience is. We don't really know yet. We just are going live right now with our first episode. Um, but, um, you know, we'll kind of spark some ideas and think, well, I have always kind of wanted to change this one thing or, you know, and maybe begin getting involved or thinking about something. But I'm curious sort of on, on, on the realistic side is, are, are there hard things or barriers when you're trying to make an impact and trying to make change and sort of what are those feel like? Oh, definitely. I see it all the time as president. Um, uh, the harsh reality of school is you're very busy. And mm -hmm. so, uh, especially since we do get a lot of people from engineering, they suddenly realize that their coursework and the load mm -hmm. that they have is a lot that, and suddenly enabled becomes a stressor instead of something that they're passionate about. And mm -hmm. so they have to let me know, hey, I'm so sorry, I cannot volunteer anymore. You know, mm -hmm. maybe next semester and in Honestly, that is the biggest barrier that we run into is uh, we'll get people in, but then uh, while we'll keep a handful, which is really good that we get that handful. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that it's bad, you know, but it, it was so we're so grateful for that. But we, the reality is we do lose people because mm -hmm. of those extra uh, responsibilities mm -hmm. that they suddenly realize they have. And so that's the most like the biggest hurdle for us is um, time, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say that a barrier to change would be educating people mm -hmm. um, and helping to change their mindsets. Because I think, you know, some people tend to be open-minded and open to change and open to learning new things. But I know there's a lot of people that are very close-minded and think that, you know, it's their way or the highway. So I think that those are specific barriers to change is those people that are not willing to change or are not willing to think differently or be more open-minded. So, you know, maybe through more communication, more, you know, raising awareness and some mutual understanding and further discussions could potentially help this. But I do see that just in general things that I've been involved in as far as change, you know, specific topics we're discussing as far as change, it tends to be difficult um, when you encounter those people who are not open to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a huge one. For me, sometimes it's sort of figuring out um, how much energy to put in and to have it kind of received back because maybe the person I'm investing in isn't ready for their, for their own change or for the change that we're, we're working on. Um, and so, um, you know, kind of knowing that there are going to be ups and downs and that it is going to be a long road or people that are invested in seeing the change, um, not knowing that there are, there might be barriers and hurdles along the way that we're going to try to strip down, but that it really can, can take time and, and figuring out how to kind of put your resources and all the, all the baskets that are in front of you, um, I think is a, is for me sometimes a barrier in making change. 
Yeah, absolutely. Things are never easy. That's what <laughs> that's what I always say. I'm like, everything is possible, but it might not be easy. So it's just sort of sticking through, overcoming those obstacles and roadblocks. And, mm-hmm. and, and like we talked about earlier, that passion. It's like if you have that passion to make the change, just slowly push forward. Mm-hmm. And eventually that change, I think, will happen. I would say for me too, um, just knowing like what access to resources that you have available to you um, and being just educated in the area of if you hit a roadblock, if someone says no, you know, where can you go to get that yes, right? Or that support. Um, Because I think sometimes it can be a little discouraging to get a no or to hit a roadblock and it could really kind of prevent someone from continuing to you know, create that change. Um, so that'd probably be my thing. Mm-hmm. I'll do a little plug for Difference Maker based off of what Janelle said. So as far as if students are listening to this, Difference Maker would be that resource. So if students want to make a change in the community on campus in the world, just like Vanessa and her team enable, Difference Maker is really that resource and that support for you to move forward, make that change and make a difference. So come to the difference maker program and we'll help you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, yeah. I mean, I think we, we, we kind of talk about that in all kinds of contexts, but like sort of who are your people who are on your team, who are your supports Mm -hmm. and like, what can they do and what can they contribute? So you don't have to live alone with an idea or a a plan and you can, yeah, grab others and, you know, you know, having the support of difference makers or or others, um, you know, society, national organizations or whatever, or just even on a micro level of sort of, you know, who, who can help move in something towards a yes, um, you know, is, is incredibly powerful. So you all kind of touched on this, but um, if you could give advice to someone who is interested in becoming a change agent, um, maybe they have an idea, sort of what would be just like a piece of advice um, in the beginning stages? Um, so I would probably say don't wait, you know, get involved today, always be open-minded, be open to learning new things and, you know, being educated in different areas that you think you might know, um, but always sort of have being open-minded, working with others, because I think as an individual, you can definitely make a change, but I think by working with other people, you could potentially even have a larger impact Mm. so they say you know it takes a village um type of thing so i think individually that's great but i think the more you kind of work with other people build teams build those relationships um and then of course which we talked about is having that passion so being passionate yeah and just to kind of add on to that in terms of when holly mentioned you know working with other people uh, my advice would be, you know, the worst thing you can be told is no, you know, it, with an idea. And uh, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to tell you no. So that if you have an idea and you're really passionate about it, like Holly said, and you, you just want to get it out there, get it out there, uh, bring it to someone and just say, hey, I'm having trouble kind of formulating a plan. I don't know exactly how this works. Uh, I came to you for guidance and assistance, right? And uh, if they're like, uh, 
we're not exactly experts on that. You need to go to someone else, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so sometimes that happens. Like I, I've had that happen where I've asked a particular group, like, hey, how, how can I uh, get assistance in this aspect, right? And they, they did tell me like, oh, we're more on the business side. We're not on that <laughs> side. And so I was like, oh, okay. You know, now it's time to switch gears and go talk to the person who should know what they're talking about in terms of this, <laughs> right? And so uh, I know that sometimes when that kind of, I wouldn't say it's too much of a barrier. It's more like a traffic cone in a way, if you kind of do a metaphor there, it's like a warning, like, hey, you're going the wrong way. Sometimes people can see those and and think, oh, you know, I just don't have it in me. I, I don't think I got this. I'm, I feel stupid, right? And so uh, I'll let you in on a secret. I mean, I'm, I'm a senior. I sometimes think I'm stupid and don't know what I'm doing for, for uh, president stuff for Enable. So uh, don't be afraid to reach out. And uh, actually, to add on to that, don't be afraid to reach out to people like me, like reach out to your peers if you're a student, right? Uh, I might be a scary senior, but <laughs> I'm actually really nice. I don't bite. And so this is the mainly the case for most people and most upperclassmen. We all want to help someone in some form. So uh, hopefully you don't get that one person who doesn't want to help. But <laughs> Watch out for scary. scary Vanessa with her pigtails. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Super scary. <laughs> so scary. And I'm like five foot one. So, so scary. <laughs> but yeah, so in general, just uh, once you take that leap toward getting the aid and assistance that you need to begin on your idea, it really starts to move forward from there because then you've formulated your plan, you have your support system, and uh, that support system is so important because you have someone to fall back on when you do see those hurdles and you do see those warnings like that you may be going down the wrong road. So that's the most important part, I think, for especially Enable. So, yeah. Awesome. Janelle, you want to close us out with our yeah. final question that we're asking in every episode? Yeah, so final question. After this conversation, what is the takeaway that will stick with you? And has anything changed about how you feel as a person with a disability or an ally about disability stigma now? I think uh, for me, it was, I, I had no clue that you know, this podcast was going to happen, honestly. And so that was the most uh, exciting thing to hear, honestly. And so that was very new to me in terms of, uh, you know, for the disability community. I, you know, it's crazy sometimes that things for the disability community sometimes almost slide under the other stuff. And, and so mm. I was very excited to hear about this podcast and promote it. So that's one thing that I was taught today is, you know, it's out there. Uh, it's just sometimes you gotta <laughs> dig around and find it. Uh, and then, um, let's see. Uh, the, can you remind me about the second part yeah, of the question? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, has anything changed after this podcast and conversation about how you feel as um, a person to disability or an ally about, the, about disability stigma? Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, so 
uh, for me, I'm actually more excited. Like that's I that's the kind of change that I'm feeling right now is that uh, there are avenues to uh, for outreach and for expanding knowledge about the disability community, like this podcast. And so I'm like ecstatic to <laughs> to hear about this type of stuff. So uh, that's how I definitely feel, and that's. Because uh, before this podcast, uh, you know, I definitely did feel as if there weren't that many things out there uh, that do what you guys are doing now. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Vanessa. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd say that the takeaway that will sort of stick with me um, would be similar to Vanessa, is that discussions sort of the education that raising awareness like this podcast, I think is very important. So I'm really happy that this launched and I look forward to listening to these future podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. um, and for the second part, I would say that, I guess, I'm excited to talk about, you know, what Difference Maker does talking with Vanessa and enable a team that has gone through the program and just sort of shows that the work we all do collectively really does matter. Um, mm -hmm. And I would say that I'm just, you know, looking forward to remaining an advocate for change um, and really, you know, being that passionate person to continue to help Difference Maker students solve problems, especially those who have ideas around um, disabilities. Um, and I had mentioned, you know, Team Enable is just one team, which is excellent, but there's been other teams as well that maybe will be hosted on this podcast mm -hmm. um, in the future. Mm -hmm. So um, I just really appreciate the time, um, Jody and Janelle, that you've given us today and for inviting us onto the podcast. No, thank you. Well, yeah, thank you. I'm gonna um, give my my takeaways today were you know that you know I've still kind of been spending time wrapping my brain around the what is a change agent and what does it really have to be and you know I think my takeaway is that it it could be something minor or something not well known and just a small a small thing can have a big impact and like like the key components really just seem to be passion, persistence, and support network, um, you know, sort of seem to go into how, how change is made in, in any way, large or small. Um, and for me, you know, disability stigma in this conversation was really neat because, um, you know, we, we work with disability stuff all day, every day, but hearing about groups of people that will come together and do problem solving um, is, over, you know, an idea or a need is, is, is super neat to hear some of the different angles that, you know, some of that problem solving and some of that change gets made. So for me, I think just another way to, you know, pull off stigma, um, you know, I think it's, it's really awesome. Fantastic. All right, so just a round of applause for all of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.